Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Tip to Tail. This podcast is brought to you by Cuddly. Cuddly is the only dedicated crowdfunding platform built specifically for animal welfare organizations worldwide. My name is Bridget. And I'm Sydney. Here on From Tip to Tail, we are bringing you raw, unscripted stories from animal welfare leaders. Together, we'll dive into the work that they do, the struggles they face, and the lives that are saved along the way. We'd love to hear from you. So if you rate us or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we will be happy to send you a cuddly shirt. We have two styles. One is cuddly AF. The other is saving animals is kind of my thing. So just leave us a quick note and we'll be happy to send one over. Today, we're going to be talking to John from I Pity the Bull, which is an organization that is dedicated to providing education about responsible pet ownership, the benefits of spay and neuter, and improving communication between dog and human. So let's get started. Hey, John, how are you? I am good. How are you? Great, great. We're so excited to have you on. I mean, I know with Cuddly, we've been working with you guys for a long time. So I I mean, even looking into some of like your past posts and things, it feels like we were a different name. You guys were just getting up and going. So how did yep. everything start with I Pity the Bull? So I think it's 2012, 2011, late. See, this is how many times I hit my head. I don't know my dates. <laughs> but it's been about eight years ago. Eight years ago, I hit my head. <laughs> and I fell off a bicycle. I was actually training for a cross-country bike ride for another nonprofit. And I hit my head. I had a helmet on. And it ended up being my sixth concussion. Oh, my God. I don't know if you know the statistics, but I think it's like 25% of people who have multiple head injuries will experience long-term lifelong effects. And I was one of the lucky 25%. So as days went on, I, the dizzy spells got worse. I started not being able to complete sentences. Uh, mm-hmm. It got to the point to where I, I forgot how to tie my shoe. I had to see a neuropsychologist, a speech therapist, an occupational therapist, and a physical therapist all at the same time. And then one day my insurance ran out, right? Like I was literally in the middle of physical therapy and the girl comes out crying and she's like, you got to go. And I was literally, I'll I'll never forget it because the physical therapist was stretching my hamstrings and I was literally talking crap to her. Like, I don't know how this helps my head, but it feels good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) they were like, you got to go. I said, I can't even finish my session. And they're like, well, do you have 200 bucks? Oh my gosh. And I was like, nightmare. I go, I do, but I don't want to finish my session Mm -hmm. that bad. So I walked out and I was still seeing my neuropsychologist at the time because my, my insurance didn't cover that. So I was paying for that out of pocket. And it was, it was one of those things like, you ever seen the Sopranos? You ever watch that show? I didn't. So Tony, the main mob guy, he's, he sees a psychologist and all he does is argue with her. Like that's all they do is argue. Right. And <laughs> that's what it felt like for me. One day she told me I needed to get a dog. Right. And I mm-hmm. looked at her and I said, you want me to pick up dog poop and it's going <laughs> to solve all my problems. And, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she's like, no, I want you to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Mm. And maybe if you had something to take care of, it would change your perception on things and it would mm-hmm. help you to smell the, stop and smell the roses and see what's in front of you. And I was like, 
yeah, well, this is dumb. This is the worst piece of advice anyone's ever given me, but cool. Like, awesome. Here's your money. I'm gonna, I'll see you next week. Yeah. Later on that day, my best friend of like 20 years shows up at my doorstep with a picture of a six-month-old pit bull and says, do you know anyone that wants this dog? This is how much of a dark place I was in. I didn't even invite her in. I didn't want anyone in my house. Mm-hmm. Right? I stopped her at the door and she's showing me this picture. And I was like, no, I don't know anyone that wants that dog. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, too bad because if they can't find a place for this dog, she's going to go to the pound. And I said, well, that's awesome because that's where dogs go to get homes. This is how much I didn't know. Right? And she's all, no, John, she's going to get euthanized. And I was like, that's dumb. Like, I thought she was like telling me stuff to like get me to, to take the dog, you know? And she's all, no, she's all, she's a pit bull and she will get euthanized. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And then right then, you know, you hear those little voices in your head sometimes, you know, and I could hear my therapist saying, I need a dog. And then I looked at my friend and I realized I hadn't told her about our conversation yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, oh, this has to be one of those signs. Yeah. And I was like, fine, I'll take the damn dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, and, and I wasn't working. Like I didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So why not? Right. I was like, I'll take the dog. And she's all good. We're picking her up at seven o'clock tonight. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, I knew you would say yes. <laughs> that I know I, I have a feeling that this, that you need this dog as much mm-hmm. as this dog needs you. And so I go and pick up the six-month-old pit bull, and I have no idea about how to handle a dog at all, mm-hmm. right? All I know is, like, we had family dogs, but my dad didn't let me pet them or touch them because I wouldn't pick up their poop. You see where the poop thing comes uh, into play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was like, if, if you're not going to walk the dog and pick up their poop, you don't get to play with the dog. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't play with the dog. <laughs> you just didn't? You were like, yeah, okay. I was like, cool, you know? So I, I didn't, you know, it was, I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And this 40-pound, six-month-old pit bull, like, I bring her home. I'm like, oh, let me go take this dog for a walk. And keep in mind, I still don't know much about pit bulls at the time, mm-hmm. right? But I do notice that everyone's staring at me like I'm harboring a fugitive, mm-hmm. And she's growling at everybody. She's lunging at kids. Like, and I remember thinking, I was like, this is like the worst thing I've, this is the worst decision I've ever made. Like, I can't believe I have this dog, but never once was I like, oh, I have to, I have to give this dog up. I was like, you took, you take the dog. You take the dog. And you keep the dog. And Mm -hmm. that's just how we were raised. My dad was like, no matter what our dogs did. That was never an option. Mm -hmm. Even if they fought, if they went after another dog, there was no excuse, Mm -hmm. right? So I was like, great, I have this dog and I'm doing all this research on pit bulls, right? The the positives and the negatives, right? But my dog's doing all the negatives, right? So I'm like, crap, are pit bulls really like this? Like, because everything I'm reading that's supposedly a stereotype, mm-hmm. she's doing it. She has it, yeah. She has it. She's doing it. I'm like, great. This is great. I'm going to have to keep my dog locked up in the house for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. But I hired a trainer, you know, with the money I had left. And it was one of those things where it was, she was great when he was around. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he'd, le- yeah. he'd leave. And then they leave and then they act up again. Right? It's like you take your car in to get the transmission fixed and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Until you drive 
yeah, and then you drive off, but you're <laughs> you're out 75 bucks because the mechanic's like, I got to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then one day he tells me, he stops me and he's like, what are you scared of? I go, I'm not scared of anything. He's all, well, you're scared of something, you know? And he's mm-hmm. all, if you're worried about what all these people around you are thinking, he was like, that's your problem. Every day you're taking a dog out, worried about other people are thinking, mm-hmm. and it's like dating someone that you're embarrassed of. Yeah. And um. he's like, so you have two choices. You can be the person that Penny needs you to be, mm-hmm. or you could just keep her in the house and keep her away from everything that bothers you, not her. Aww. Right? Yeah. So I was like, well, let's just do this. Let's just be, let's just work on this, right? Mm-hmm. It was like one of those conversations where I was like, okay, well, you made me feel like crap. And now <laughs> I have the opportunity to change yeah. it, right? Keep in mind, I was still having trouble tying my shoe. Mm. Okay? Like, think about how easy it is for you to tie a shoe. Think about yeah. this. You don't even think about it. It takes you, what, five seconds? Not yeah. Right? And it was taking me anywhere between three to five minutes. Yeah. And I remember one day I was just having all, this, all these problems tying my shoe. Like, it, it seemed extra. Mm-hmm. And I think because it was like, I have to walk the dog. You know? And yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God, I can't tie my, my effing shoe. Right? And... Mm-hmm. I was like, just tie the damn shoe. And I remember looking up at her and she was just sitting there. Like, it's all mm. good. Like, calm like just down. take your time. Take your time. Like, we got we got the rest of our lives. Like, just <laughs> right. And I remember I took a deep breath, I tied my shoe, and I walked the dog. And we walked every day. And I just kept practicing every day, every day. And I kept ignoring all the things, all the stares and all the p- things people would say to me. And mm-hmm. All of a sudden, and I say all of a sudden because it took like six months, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, my dog was no longer that dog that I got six months ago, right? And keep in mind, I'm still not working and I'm living with roommates that are just sucking the life out of me, right? But they're, they're paying, you know, they're helping me pay the bills and stuff, right? I was like, I need to get out of the house. So what would I do? for free, right? Mm-hmm. That I wouldn't mind doing the rest of my life. And I looked at Penny. I said, like, I'm going to walk dogs. Yeah. I'm going to find a, a shelter or a rescue that wants me to let me walk their dogs, mm-hmm. right? And so there was a, a rescue out in Chino Hills, Priceless Pets. And I was like, oh, that's close, but I couldn't drive. That's another thing. I couldn't drive for a year and mm-hmm. a half, right? So I found someone to take me there and I filled out an option application and they, they told me that, oh, they saw that I had a pit bull. So guess what I got to walk? All the pit bulls. Pit bulls. <laughs> right? And, yeah. um, and it's crazy because the stereotypes perpetuate everywhere. Even people that don't necessarily believe them, right? Mm-hmm. And so the pit bulls weren't getting walked because they were big and they were excitable. Yep. Right? And... So they just weren't getting walked by many people, right? Especially if your volunteers are a little bit older or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm walking all these dogs and whew, I, I still didn't really know what I was doing, but I was getting them out and it was cool. I would get on Facebook and I would just, I just started writing about how the, the dogs were helping me through my concussion, right? Mm-hmm. 
I was just writing about it. And for whatever reason, it was getting a lot of traction. Yeah. Right. And one day my buddy calls me and he's all, you should start a blog. And I was like, yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but you write every day. <laughs> yeah. That's what he told me. He's all, first of all, he's you're, like, not you're doing it already. He's like, and just he's put all, it somewhere. Exactly. Right. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're already doing it, but it's on someone else's platform. Yeah. Right. He's all, just do it. He's all, I'll, I'll do your website. Oh, that's so sweet. And I, I, I remember I've known this guy for 20 plus years. I didn't know he could do websites. <laughs> <laughs> all we did was party together. That's right? all yeah. we did. Like, and we worked together, but I didn't know that that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. At the Isn't time. that funny? So, you can know someone forever. And then like, they have like those little <laughs> talents that you have no yeah. idea that they do. I, I just know like we could, we, we did a lot of shots together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right? he's like, also I do this. And he's on my board. He's on the board now. Oh. He's on the board. So he made a website and he was building it, taking all these pictures, all the stuff I was posting. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, I started a new Instagram called Penny and Elvis, right? I'll get to Elvis later. Mm-hmm. There's so much to talk about. So if you <laughs> interrupt me, just let me know. I started Instagram because not all my friends wanted to see dogs, right? Yeah. So I didn't want to inconvenience them. So I started a new Instagram. So they're, we're putting all this stuff together. And my buddy's like, you need a name for your blog. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I don't have time for that. And he's like, again, why do we keep having this conversation? Right. He's like, you have time. Yeah. So I'm talking to my buddy, Sip, who is actually the best man in my wedding. We're talking. I was like, I need a name for this blog. And he's all, what about I pity the boy? I said, that is so dumb. Mm-hmm. He thought of that? I was like, but that's so, I would, it's like so obvious that I would never think of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But as I'm telling him it's dumb, I'm looking up to see if the domain is free. Yeah. <laughs> and it, <laughs> so it was, it was there. And I was like, you know what, Sip? That's actually a great idea. Mm-hmm. Right? Now we have a domain name. We have a blog. Mm-hmm. And I just started blogging about my experiences with the dogs. And keep in mind, I started fostering during this time. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it was just, it's funny because if you talk to me, I'm not that articulate. Yes, you are. Right. No, I, I'm like, if, if we hung out, you can ask your sister. <laughs> ask your sister. Like, we hang out, we do something. And it's like F-bomb this. And like, oh my God. <laughs> I say that's what she said any more times today. But for some reason, when I write, it, 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 it's everything I'm suppressing. <laughs> so um, it just comes out in a different way. I, I communicate mm-hmm. so much better through writing. And it just started building traction. And... You know, one thing led to another and now we're, we're, you know, my friend KP asked me to bring pit bulls into her classroom to talk mm. about humane ed and they wouldn't let us bring pit bulls. So she like snuck us through the back door. Uh-oh. The this is a tell-all now. She's going to get in trouble. <laughs> I would have loved that though. Yeah. Um, if I like, if people brought pit bulls, like when I was in school or things like that, because you do, I mean, even if you don't believe the stereotypes, you hear them, you you know, other people think them and then that yep. resonates with you. So, you know, even if you don't have experience with pit bulls, you know what they say about them and that kind of like harbors in you. It becomes part of culture. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Even if you don't buy into it, it's like, well, it's still, yeah. You know, I did read that this pit bull did this, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. So it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't long before I just started drawing the similarities of how society treats 
dogs and how they treat people. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they're practicing on dogs to make it easier on people, yep. right? And, you know, I was just doing, you know, I went through so many waves of advocacy. I was mm-hmm. the mad advocate, <laughs> right? Yes. I wanted to be the mad advocate where, like, if you looked at my dog wrong, I was like, what's your problem, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> not knowing, it, hey, maybe they had dog allergies. Who knows, mm-hmm. Right. And then, but you have to go through that phase, right? Right. You got to go through that, that phase where you're just angry all the time to realize like, okay, well, there's a better way to get people to, to, <laughs> to, to listen see your way. But it was, there was just so much I was holding on to because of my concussion, mm-hmm. right? Because of the friends I lost and because of that old life, I didn't, I had a hard time letting go of. Yeah. My anger was coming out through my advocacy. Yeah. Okay. So it was easy for me to lash out at people, but use the excuse that I'm saving dogs to make it okay for me to be a jerk to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had to, I had to do some soul searching for a while. I'm so glad I did, you know, because if I read my blogs from before, I'll read my blogs. I get embarrassed. I'm like, dude, you sound like an idiot. Like, but it must be like so interesting to see like when you first started like writing or like when you first started putting it down on paper to compare to now, like just to see oh, yeah. like the transition of it. It's, it's beautiful. And it makes me understand new, new people who right? get into, who well, get into rescue. You feel like powerful too, just to know like you, to, to, to visually see the change or to see the you can only imagine how much more you're going to keep growing. Oh, mm-hmm. like and it's a, good, it's a good reminder not to be that person too, right? <laughs> not to go back. Yeah. <laughs> I used to slam owners for giving up their ducks. Like, it was not even funny. It was yeah. like, but I, I had... get angry about. Oh, well, and then when people are commenting and they have your back, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It's like mob mentality. Yeah, you're we're like, like, let's do this, mm-hmm. right? So um, I realized I just had to change it because... At that time, I was angry. I was only showing what my dogs were doing good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't, I was just showing, you know, and I, I didn't know I was indirectly making people feel bad about their dogs, yeah. right? Because they're like, oh, my dogs don't get along like that. Like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Yeah. I was just hiding all the, all the bad stuff. All the bad. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm just totally getting off no, topic. No, you're here. fine. I love okay. it. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know yeah. any of this. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. And one day I posted a, I did a post about my dogs getting into a fight. Because mm-hmm. it, yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens to all of us. And uh, I was, I remember being really nervous about it. Cause I was like, crap, man, like all these BSL and anti pitbull pages are going to be like, see, I told you so, right. but I did it because for whatever reason I had to let it out. Cause I got so tired of hiding it. And I think that's, that was one of the turning points of our organization. Mm-hmm. Right? By now, I've changed Penny and Elvis to I Pity the Bull. Right? That was the first step to us being fully transparent with everything we do. Right? Just the honesty it, of it. It was so scary. It was the scariest thing. Now I'm just like, hey, Doug's got in a fight. Big <laughs> deal. Let's move on. <laughs> well, that had to be like probably... um so eye-opening too to all your followers like just like a almost like a weight off their shoulders like Mm -hmm. like oh that happens to my dog too like I can't believe like if that happens to him it's it must you know be normal or it must be okay you know it's it's something that's normal 
it is completely normal. It's mm-hmm. like the selfie you post. There's 100 other pictures right. before that one, mm-hmm. before you're like, yeah, this one works. This one's fine. <laughs> right? But no one shows you the other 100. Right. Okay? Yeah. And you don't have to. It's fine. But what you're posting is what you feel, you know, that you feel good about yourself. This is good. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. This is whatever. But I, I feel like in our, in our case, it's, it's more of a, you know, we're advocating not just for dogs, but for people. And we want people to be honest and we want people to be kind. And it's hard to be kind if you're not honest. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's like, I don't know, it's just kind of taken off. I can't believe it's been eight years. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe, you know, there, you know, you know, I've taken a six month old pit bull and I just, it, 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 it gives birth to this whole organization you right. know, and then the first dog I ever foster is the first, the only dog I've never had to train. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. Elvis is just like, Elvis is the equivalent of, you ever seen Step Brothers? Yes. Remember when they're like, you like John Stamos? I like John Stamos. <laughs> that was me and Elvis. Yes. Like, did we just become best friends? Like, right? we totally just became best friends. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Like, he's like my dude, you know? But it's... It just started by starting. Yeah. Right? I just wanted, it started, I just wanted to do something, mm-hmm. you know, instead of feel sorry for myself because poor John hit his head a bunch of times. Yeah, it sucks, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I can't imagine if I did not take in Penny where I would be right now. Where would now. you be now? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, like... I, I just don't know. It sounds so, like sounds so. like so many people came together for that to happen too. It's like mm-hmm. the universe was like, he's getting a dog. I'm gonna right? make you show up at his doorstep. I'm gonna yeah. make you I know, like, like shout out to those friends. They're like, right? I know what John needs. Even if he doesn't want this, he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember even Elvis, my my buddy, my best friend Sippy, the guy that gave me the idea for the name. I took in Elvis as a foster, so you're gonna keep that dog. I said, Man, I'm not gonna keep that damn dog. <laughs> He's like, no, you're going to end up keeping that dog. He said, I don't even want this dog. The only reason I fostered Elvis is because everyone thought he had ringworm. <laughs> of course. Oh, and I was like, fine, I'll just take the dog, right? And, you know, I kept that dog. Yeah. And then I kept more dogs. Right. And then I met Bree, and then we kept more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, now, you know, I pity, fast forward eight years later, I pity the bulls, a full functioning humane education organization Mm -hmm. that also rescues dogs. Uh, We're an all-breed rescue that has an emphasis on pit bulls and education. If you would have told me 10 years ago this would be my life, I would have bet against it. Absolutely. Everything I own. That's so funny too, because I feel like we've spoken with enough uh, rescuers at this point. I feel like there are like two ways to come to rescue. There's one of like, I'm born this way. I woke up one, like when I was five years old and I rescued a bird and this is what I've been doing the rest of my life. And then there are these other people who are like, nope, this dog convinced me to join rescue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was, uh, before Penny, before my concussion, I was a account manager at a tool company. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know how to use the tools. (laughs) I didn't even know. Like I would just see construction dudes I'll be like hey have you seen this new saw and they're like no and I was like you should try it <laughs> you, you should know, try and- it <laughs> I don't know what it does but you're like it cuts pretty- it, it cuts stuff I don't know <laughs> right <clears throat> but and I just partied all the time mm-hmm. like everything I did was just 
party, party, party. But yeah. it wasn't just a party part. I just love getting people together. Right. And getting people together who didn't even get along for the sake of having a good time. For the sake of, yeah. Well, I mean, right? and that's so obvious in, in like your right? social following too. I mean, you've built this great community of people that come together. And I mean, it, you've become such a big resource, I think, for so many people and source of inspiration, I'm sure as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I know, I, I know you probably were saving this for later, but I know Sydney's been working with you to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to kind of iron out some training. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I told her, I was like, and it's I like, have problems with my dog. I called John. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should, I, I, I love cuddly so much. Like when all this gets uh, lifted, you know, mm-hmm. I would love to just come in and do a class for all of cuddly to explain. Dog oh my eat. gosh. Yes. yes. That sounds like, amazing. <laughs> I would love to do that just because like, Sam was, Sam hit me up. She was like another, it was the universe sending, just sending people to Mm -hmm. me at a time when I needed them the most. I just didn't know where to get the help from. Mm -hmm. And then Sam just sent it like a damn angel from the rescue (laughs) heavens and was like, hey, I'm Sam. You need help with anything? I was like, how does she know? (laughs) (laughs) You read my mind. So yeah, I mean, I would love to do that for you for everyone there um that way you know maybe there are some of you that are afraid to bring your dogs into work and maybe if I explain something you can Mm -hmm. totally and I think when you come at it too from like a point of like at some point you didn't know anything either and so now Mm -hmm. you know how to like relay that to people of like hey this makes sense because of a b and c and it's like like mind blowing. It's like that when you get down to like that simple explanation of like your dog is feeling this way. So you have to do this in order to uh, make a better walking experience or whatever else it is. Um, Yeah. It comes from such like a kind, kind approach. Cause I feel like with like training or things like that, when you meet trainers or even like rescues who know so much about animals, it's a little intimidating. Cause you're like, I don't really know anything. You probably know everything. So like just knowing like, Hey, like at one point in time, I didn't know anything. I was just like you, like you know, that yeah. change and that, that growth is possible. It just requires a little bit of work. It's mm-hmm. all communication. You know, I, I tell, you know, I even, I have my own dog training company too, outside mm-hmm. of the rescue. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm going to teach your dog how to dance. Now I have to teach you how to dance. And now I have to teach you, you two how to dance together. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of work. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But just don't get mad at your dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, when all this is said and done, like let let's do something. I would love, love, yeah, love, sure. love, love, love to do that. So when did you feel like you started like really getting that community? I mean, it sounds like you've got some super solid friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. But but when do you feel like you really got that community of people who like were like minded, like super interested in pit bulls and rescue and things like that? Um, when did? I mean, was it when you kind of opened up a little bit? I I, I think it was. I don't know if anyone on our board is listening, they have their own ideas mm-hmm. or if Bree's listening to this, she'll have her own idea too. But I think as soon as I started posting about the dogs not being perfect. Yeah. Hmm. I think sense. that's, I, I, I think that's where it started. Like the followers started to go up and, you know, and for, for anyone out there, like if you're starting a social media account, and you're doing it to get the followers, it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> yeah. 
Just post what you love. Just post it. Who cares what it is? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I I tell people all the time, like, you want to post stuff? Just post it. Who cares if four people like it? If Mm -hmm. you only have 10 followers and four people like it, that's 80% engagement. Congratulations. You're way better than my account. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But it's, or no, that's 40% engagement. Never mind. Like, if eight people, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's but my, my thing like is, yeah, I always get a question. How'd you get so many followers? Mm-hmm. But that wasn't ever the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just an outlet. Right. And so just tell your truth and whatever your truth is. Right. And, and just put it out there. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we get invited to do not only kids things. Now we get, we do uh, adult, um, like the teachers, adult, adult classes, mm-hmm. um, workplaces, and all that, because it's all the same. It's yeah. all communication. Our rescue goes way beyond spay and neuter. Yeah. Right? It goes way beyond that, even though that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I, I think that was the turning point was just being honest. Right. Just being honest about everything. Right? And it's okay if you mess up. Mm-hmm. I love that because it's not, it sounds like it's not even just like you're saving dogs, like, and that's great. That's wonderful. But it sounds like you're also like almost doing like this therapy work of like, hey, let's work on you. <laughs> like, right? It's not just your dog like, that needs to get trained. It'll work yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm a work in progress and, you know, Bree still decided to marry me. So, <laughs> congratulations! By the way, that's so, I know so exciting. Thank you, thank you. We are getting married during a pandemic year. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're daredevils, right? Know, right. <laughs> if you ask her, though, it's my fault. I should have proposed earlier. This wouldn't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "This is all your fault." Yeah, <laughs> we could have had this done in 2019, right? But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, uh, I. Everything I do is revolved around dogs. I'm great with dogs, but I love people. Yeah. I love being around people. I, I love that. And so dogs is instead of like, hey, free shots for everyone. It's, hey, let me teach you about your dog. I love that. Because, you know, there's those people who like go into rescue and they're like, I'm in rescue because I don't like people and I just like dogs. And it's like, let's, you kind of have to have one without the other. You got to oh, have I mean, people. Elvis isn't looking at Pet Finder right now. I guarantee you. <laughs> Yeah. Right. He's not like, hey, dad, I'm going to go catch an Uber and go yeah. to the shelter and see if we can, any dog fits our family. Yeah. Right? Like if, if you want to be a successful rescue, you got to have a connection with people. And if people. you don't, you better find someone that does. Well, so I mentioned, I love, I love cuddly. Have I mentioned? <laughs> well, we love you. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. Like you have no idea. Mm-hmm. That's so kind. I mean, we're such a fan of you guys. I mean, you and you guys. It's so funny because, like, when you're having like a hard day and you're like, "Oh, am I doing the right thing?" For some reason, like in the back of my head, sometimes I'm like, "You know what, John? I pity the bull. He loves us. We're doing something good." Yeah, I advocate for cuddly all the time. Mm. I'm always like, "Oh, you need to raise money for something. You want to make life a little easier <laughs> on you?" <laughs> no, I, well, just... I think for for me. I'm great at raising money for other people, mm-hmm. but for some reason, when it comes to m- me personally, I feel all this pressure. Yeah. Right. So you're like and too close to it. <laughs> yeah. But cuddly will do it. <laughs> we'll do it for you. <laughs> and then it feels like I'm just sharing cuddly's fundraiser and it's great, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I, I really do. I appreciate everything, you know, 
that you guys have done for us because it's you're you're part of the growth too. You're you're part of this growth. So I feel like it's so easy to get behind someone like you. Like I was just looking at your post. I like got like a teary eyed about, <laughs> about Penny, about how mm-hmm. like she helped you. And then yeah. now eight years later, it's like a reverse situation where, yeah. where you're, you're sitting there and you're like, take your time getting up the stairs. And yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's everything. See, <laughs> I don't my- talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I only write like that. <laughs> but yeah, but thank you. I appreciate that. I, um, I was so eloquent and it's just like, man, I would love a person to look at me that way. Right? <laughs> like, you're fine. It's going to be okay. Take a deep yeah. breath. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, sometimes you just got to stop and slow down, you know? Definitely. Absolutely. Well, so we've kind of talked a little bit about like some of the stigmas of pit bulls. And I think, I mean, they're all too obvious with, I mean, what they are in general. So, I mean, but you're working like a little bit in training, you're definitely working in rescue. So from your experience, would you say that like a rescue pit bull is a good family dog? It's energy. It's like dating. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you have a type, there's nothing wrong with having a type. Okay. But you gotta find the type with the matching energy. Mm-hmm. So I tell people all the time: if you want, if you're a marathon runner, maybe you shouldn't get a corgi. Yeah, because <laughs> that corgi's gonna disappoint you every single day, <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless the corgi's not gonna get to run with you, yeah. <laughs> right? So for me, it, it's just matching energy. So if you want a pity you got to find a dog whose energy level is just below yours. That Mm -hmm. way you're always providing, right? Neediness is only, it's another word. It's a mean word to give to someone when you just can't provide their needs. Yeah. Well, and you have to be, I think, realistic with yourself too. It's like, I think all of us have like this, like expectation versus reality. Like this is who I am. And it's like, but is that really who you are? (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this gladiator run. That looks so cool. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't even have the energy to sign up online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think you just have to be honest with yourself and mm-hmm. like really just look at the dog and if the energies match, behavior becomes whatever. Yeah. Because there's behaviors in dogs that are like, oh, I can't deal with that. But then there's other people that are like, that's not that big of a deal yeah. for me. Right? right. So it's it's matching energies. It's not really about the experience with the breed, right? Or, you know, whatever. You're, you're, you know, I'm a, I train dogs. I don't want every dog, right? There's certain dogs that just fit my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Those are the dogs I'm like, yeah, you, right? Yeah. But if you match the energies, if the a pit bull type dog is what you want, find one that fits in with your family. Mm-hmm. Don't get one that you feel sorry for. Yeah. I don't want anyone dating me because they feel bad for me. They're like, well, why are you with that guy? Oh, well, you know, he was just like single for a long time. (laughs) He's got some issues, but you know, I saved him. It's fine. He saved him. (laughs) So I I think it's just without answering it directly, like, yeah, I want everyone to rescue all the pit bulls, but hey, I also want it to match, not just Mm -hmm. for the dog, but for the people too. Yeah. Like, uh, I think the statistic is your average, before pandemic, your average person spends six hours buying a car. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's the people who take 
a week, <laughs> right? And then there's the people who come with a suitcase full of cash and like, I want this car. Mm-hmm. So if you average it out, it averages out to six hours to buy an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. People see a dog that's cute, I want it. Yeah. Right? I'll do research later. I don't understand that, right? But when you're buying a car, you look at gas mileage, you look at all these things. Right. Because you want the car to fit your lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? And when even when you buy a car, you buy a car based off 90% of your life, not the 10% that you think you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted a Jeep Wrangler <laughs> so bad, but what the heck would I do with it? Mm-hmm. Right? Right? So I think if you have a type of dog that you want, take your time. And find the dog whose energy is just below yours and makes you feel happy, mm-hmm. not one that makes you feel sad. Yeah. Because it's just That's not going to work out that way. And you're going to spend a lot of money on training, which is, it's okay if you mm-hmm. do, right? But if the energies match, it, it just becomes an easier transition. No, that's such a good answer too. Because I think, I think you may assume like right off the bat that like, since you're a pit bull guy, you'd be like, everyone needs a pit bull. You want a pit bull? I can get you one. Like, <laughs> let's go. You're like a pit bull salesman. Yeah. It's like, you need two. Like, come on. Right. You need but, two. Um, you need this. But yeah. <laughs> they are strong. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're strong. And, you know, uh, to go back on the stereotypes, yeah, they, they're, you know, people see them as fighting dogs. Right? Yes. But at the same time, you know, they're being forced into a situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, uh, it's like my buddy Stefan always says, like, if you want to be an MMA fighter or a boxer, like you choose to do that. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to train. The right. dogs don't get to choose to do that, mm-hmm. but they do it for you anyway. Because they love you so much. Mm-hmm. They love their humans so much that they will fight one of their own and kill them for you. For you. Mm-hmm. So if you take that same loyalty, that same loyalty, mm-hmm. and put it somewhere else, don't do oh, that for you. Because <laughs> I'm like, how many yeah. friends do you have that would fight for you? <laughs> right. Do that same thing. But that no. dog will. Yeah. They'll be like, I don't know, man. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm busy probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I... I you know, I do have a soft, soft spot for the pity, pities, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're not for everyone. Yeah. You know? But if you want to take the time, I'm sure you can find one mm-hmm. that'll fit your lifestyle. Yeah. So there's my answer. Definitely. That's my long ass such a answer. good answer. No, <laughs> I love it. It's a good answer. Well, so you've been rescuing a, l- a lot of dogs. I know we, we see a fair amount of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> So is, are there some, is there some story that like you feel like super resonates with you? Shoot. I know it's hard to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I mean, right now there's Cody. Oh, Cody. Cody's so cute. There's Cody uh, who we spent 45 minutes in the parking lot in LA County shelter trying mm-hmm. to get him in a car. Oh, Cody. Right? He almost brought himself to the point of heat stroke. He almost, he tried to chew through three leashes. Mm. Right? And every time we got close to putting him in the car, someone would park their car and slam their car door because, you know, that's what people do in parking mm-hmm. lots. Yep. <laughs> and it would freak him out all over again. But he's turned out to be such a great dog, right? Even mm-hmm. though he is still scared of everything, mm-hmm. he trusts more, right? So he freaks out and then he's like, oh, okay. 
you know, sorry about that. <laughs> right. And every day I'm like, don't be sorry, man. It's all good. You know, but Cody, Cody's been a huge, huge transformation. You know, there's Solo, who's exactly like Cody, except mm-hmm. he knows how to get people to stay away. Right. Because he'll bark and he'll lunge at you, mm-hmm. but he's just as scared. He's scared. Yeah. Right. But Cody, he doesn't do anything. So people just continue to touch him. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they will because they're like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, that is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's Cody, there's Solo, there's, you know, man, there's just so, there's so many. There's, there's the dogs that, there's Stella. Mm-hmm. Right. Stella just, you know, her parents dropped her off here for the weekend. And I remember that dog, she was scared of everything. She was just like Cody. And now she loves everyone. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like, amazing? Like, like it, it's quickly. like, gosh, she's just, she's like, weighs three times as much as when we found her. <laughs> she's just a little wiggle butt and she loves <laughs> everybody, like everyone. She's such an amazing dog, mm. you know? Yeah. Definitely. And then there's Mama Gladys. She was the same way, super shut down, mm-hmm. you know? And now she's a helper dog at the dog psychology center. Like, uh-huh. you know, it, it, it's just, I, I love, One of my favorite things about rescue is being able to help these dogs come out of their shell and then finding their family. Everyone's like, how do you let them go? But when you find the right family, that's why you let them go because Mm -hmm. mom, mama G wouldn't get to do that anywhere else. Yeah. You know, Stella is about to be helping, um, you know, her mom wants to put her through therapy dog training, Mm -hmm. right? Because she does uh, family counseling and stuff and she wants to help. Stella, Stella will help, you know, get the kids to open up more. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazing. that's a dog that was basically crawled under a car to die. Oh, like, so it's like, you know, how do you let them go? Because they're meant for something bigger. Yeah. Right. And we get to be like that teacher. I imagine this is how teachers feel and co- high school coaches, mm-hmm. right? When their kids get D1 scholarships <laughs> and stuff right. like this is must how a coach must feel, mm-hmm. you know? Just those dogs off the list. Oh, there's Mariah, the blind dog I swore I didn't want to take, you know? Yeah. Like, I won't forget that. I was like, yeah, that dog's great, but we can't take that dog. We don't have room. And I remember sitting in the car, started the truck, stopped the truck, went back and got the dog. Like, <laughs> turn on, turn off. <laughs> it sounds so, like yeah. the more convinced you are of something, <laughs> the more likely you are to flip back over. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I'm like, that's not going to happen, give it's it gonna time. Happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> Okay, that is true. Well, so how have things been going with quarantine then? I mean, I feel like everyone's world has kind of had to shift a bit. Even if if you if you've been at home anyhow, like I feel like just how you have to interact with the world has just become kind of a, a bizarre thing. Yeah, it's um it was tough in the beginning, not seeing people, just wedding plans, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just everyday things, and it was, you know, we have so many, we have dogs coming in and out all the time. Even yeah. though that part didn't change, it changed because the option now to do stuff is was gone, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. you you turn on everything you read was something like so bad. It was just right. It was. I remember I broke down in tears to Brie like three or four weeks in because we hadn't seen our family and friends. Yeah. 
And I couldn't understand why. And I felt like such a horrible parent because the kids were here all the time. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I have to shut it off and then go work with the dogs and try not to carry over that guilt and that insecurity I was feeling with the dogs. And then, you know, it, it was, it's been tough, but we just take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like for a majority of pet owners, especially, you know, your dog, I think we talked about this and your dog doesn't have Netflix. Your dog doesn't get to yeah. watch anything else but you, mm-hmm. right? So now <laughs> your dog's like, well, why are you here? And why are you so worried? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Right? So your dog's following you around the house because they're worried about you, Yep. you know? And so it's, the dogs are acting, dogs are acting out of character because the humans right now, our minds are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And the dog just staring at us. It's like, you ever driven somewhere and not known how you got there? Yes. Right. You're in the parking lot at Target. You're like, how do you even get here? Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're thinking of everything else and somehow you've managed to stop at every stoplight Right. I always wonder that. Like sometimes I blink out and I'm like, please tell me I did not go past that red light. Did I I see green? But you're like on autopilot. You're on autopilot, but you know who notices? Your dog notices. Mm -hmm. You see everything. Right. So it's the pandemic personally, we we, we get through it. We've had some breakdowns and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's been scary. It's been frustrating. We've been upset. It's been... Right. And then you, you try to rationalize it by saying things like, oh, it could always be worse. But mm-hmm. it's like the worst thing you can say. Right. Because it devalues how you're feeling. How you're feeling. Yeah. And yeah, it could be worse, but it doesn't mean you're not allowed to be sad about it. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's true. I know. I feel like so many of us who are like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like I'm failing. And it's like, well, yeah, but of course you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Like yeah. you've done this before. <laughs> like yeah, like, I remember calling my parents. I'm like, I don't know what to do about the kids. They're, they're always here. My dad was like, yeah, I don't know either. We never saw you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Right? They were like, we've never been through a pandemic, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no advice for you, but be patient. Yeah. Just, I don't know. There's no but, rule book when it comes to a time like this. There's no. no but, yeah, we've made it through, and... But I know everyone has their own struggle. So I, I think, you know, anyone's listening out there, like whatever you're struggling with, struggle. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> well, so does you, how many kids do you have? Do you have two? Two. two? Do they uh, like walk dogs or participate in the rescue at all? Or So Jaden, our 11-year-old, she, she's really good with the dogs. She just has a hard time waking up in the morning. <laughs> of course. Right, but she she's she's naturally really good with the ducks. Like Aww. everyone's like, and I think part of that is because she never she only got taught one way, which is most people, you get taught a certain way, and that just how becomes how you do it. So mm-hmm. she was, you know, I met Jada when she was five or six. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, and I started dating her mom when she was about six. Mm-hmm. So she got to see how a certain way to walk a dog. Yeah. Right. So, and she already kind of walks like she owns the place. Right. So <laughs> it's like, and, and she, she likes to like, you know, be in charge of everything. So like, mm-hmm. why, like it, 
that attitude just naturally comes across natural. So she, she'll put a leash on a dog and the dog just starts to follow her. Like it's mm-hmm. just, right. She, she does have their struggles, but overall, like she's way better than I was at that age. Well, she has you to watch. She's yeah. watching you. <laughs> well, thank you. Now my son, my You're son. Like, on the other hand. <laughs> my son is good with dogs because he doesn't care that they're there. Because they're just like, whatever. He, he's yeah. into the puppies, but like, if there's dogs, he's like, oh, a dog. And then he's like, oh, let me go be Spider-Man on this wall. You know, like, yeah. but you see that that's good too, because he's not overly interested. Mm-hmm. And even if he grows up and doesn't want anything to do with dogs, he's going to be great with them because he's not impressed by them. They both have their, their, their different ways, but they're both, uh, you know, they're just going to grow up and this is going to be normal for them. They're going to go to their friend's house and they're like, you only have one dog. <laughs> <laughs> Like what's what's wrong with you? Why do you only have one dog? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine them not wanting dogs when they get older. They'd be like, "Well, it's not a complete house. There was the dog." Yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine us. We have eight of our own. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Wait, eight personal pets. Eight personal pets. Are you fostering too? Yes, and we have the boarding trains. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. That's a full house. Yeah, but it, I, I don't, you know, we're, we're going to try to take a break mm-hmm. <laughs> for like six days. Um, I love that I did air quotes. It's not even yeah. going to show up on a podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think you could hear it in your tone. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, a break for us will be still like, we still have our eight dogs, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, I mean, Tiny Diamond's barely a dog. Oh, one. She's, oh my god, I like that dog has me wrapped around her little pot, like it's always the little ones with like uh, the big guys, you know? Yeah, she's just like so confident. She's just so confident. Like I'm just like, I just love you and your little smushed face and your stupid little Grinch feet. Like <laughs> Speaking I have of to Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I oh. just saw Sydney's dog just like, I think heard that and was like, I'm cute too. Like, yeah, I know, like, hello. Like, ran over. <laughs> he, he's licking my leg now. <laughs> he's he's like, like, I'm here, mom. See? I'm here. I may not have a smushed face, but I'll, I'm still cute. <laughs> I know. Right? I swear, he can always hear when I'm giving, like, an, even like praising another dog verbally. He like has to insert himself. It's your energy, Sid. <laughs> he's like, you are talking about another dog? Yeah. <laughs> it must be me. <laughs> You must want me to go over there. I know. (laughs) Man. Well, so I know you're always posting like a a bunch of products that you use all over your site. Oh, yeah. And I know like, I mean, some of your stuff, I mean, we're big fans of too. I mean, Mm -hmm. we love like, I won't get into it, but like some of the skin soothers and things like that. um, Oh, yeah. Topicals. So I'm wondering, like, so as as a pet parent, I know there's like, so many things you need, <laughs> obviously, yeah. like crates and all these things. But what would you say, like, as add-on products, what would be, like, three things that you think that a pet parent should have? A crate? Patience? What <laughs> <laughs> is and a, and a reality check. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that totally didn't answer. Okay, no, question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, look. I say this all the time. Look, (laughs) the the pet industry is a multi-billion dollar a year industry. Yeah, it is. Based on human emotion. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So totally. there is a product out there that will make you feel better about what's going on, but it doesn't, it might not help your dog. That's so true. Totally. There's so much hype. I was say, there's so, so much things. stuff I've bought in. Just like, oh, <laughs> I feel like I should be giving that to my, I would feel like a good pet parent if I was giving yeah. my dog that. <laughs> yeah. I, we need this, that, that yeah. we got to have that. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that I saw something like, it was like this wrist thing and it's got, two retractable leashes on it and it rotates like this oh, and you're like, like walking around like spider-man and mm-hmm. dogs are like hooked up to it and i'm like wow and it's saying oh keep your hands free but what do you need your hands free for if you're walking your dogs like what what is there why mm-hmm. do you need to be doing something else when you're walking your dog you're supposed to be spending time with your dog yeah right but yep. oh my god i do need my hands free i need that right but <laughs> And like, what are you going to, you're probably just going to be on your phone then. I know. And it's like, that's, you probably need a break from your phone, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, the second you look at your phone, you take your eyes off the road. Mm-hmm. For sure. Very right. True. And if you take your eyes off the road, your passengers don't feel safe, right? What do you think you're doing to your dog every time you look at your phone while you're walking? Mm-hmm. So I tell people, if you're going to walk, if you're going to look at your phone, just stop walking and look at your phone, do what you need to do, and then continue walking. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time. People are looking at their phone, the dog's pulling, they're letting the dog pull, and then they're done with their phone, and then they yank the dog back to like, stop pulling. And the dog's like, well, you took your eyes off the road. I just felt like I need to take the steering wheel. Right. That's so For funny, because sure. when I'm, even when I'm like sitting on the couch, and I'll have my phone, and I'll I'll not pay attention to my dogs probably for like the five minutes that I'm on it. My dogs have learned they'll stick their snout under my yeah. hand and they'll <laughs> hit my phone so that it like flies. And they're like, no, 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 me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I need to get off my phone. Hey, that's what happens when all they have to watch is you. Right? Like, oh, Sydney's going to go look at her phone. <laughs> okay. I'm going to knock it out. I'm, I'm going to do, do the nose thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, But yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like the crate for their dogs, but if you look at it this way, what is a crate? It, it, it is something a dog goes in with four walls and a roof and a door to go in and out of. That sounds a lot like a house, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's just, for me, I look at it as like a crib. I have a newborn baby. I put the baby in the crib. I don't just mm-hmm. leave. If I have to take a shower, I didn't just leave Camden out in the middle of the kitchen floor because I needed him to have freedom, right? Um, he doesn't understand what needs to go on in the kitchen because he's a newborn baby. So I treat the dogs like a newborn baby because they don't know, mm-hmm. right? Little things like, oh, is a dog potty trained? Well, the dog's potty trained here. But if I went to your house, Sydney, and I had to pee, I mm-hmm. would say, where's the restroom? Where Why? Because I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So the dogs can't be like, woof, woof, woof. Oh, he must be asking where to go pee. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it, it, it's that's why I say you need patience more than any other tool. You need patience and an understanding. Like they don't know what's going on here. They don't know that you rescued them from the shelter. They have no clue. If a dog spent three months at Carson's shelter, mm-hmm. yeah, to us, that's a horrible place. But for three months, that's where this dog got fed. Yeah. Okay, and then you take him home. He doesn't know you rescued him. All he knows is that his entire environment has 100% completely changed. Changed. Now, can mm-hmm. we be understanding to that? Yep. And let this dog just decompress and chill out a little bit before we're like, oh, I'm going to teach you to sit down and stay, and we're going to go to the dog beach, and you're going to be Uncle Jason and Uncle Tom, and mm-hmm. they're going to love you. Like, 
that's a lot to take in. Yeah. So if you are adopting a dog, you need patience, a reality check, and a crate. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's so true. It's like a little bit of empathy goes such a long way. Like, okay, how would you feel in this situation if a stranger walked up to you and shoved their hand in your face? You'd be like... I'm gonna bite right? you too. <laughs> or they like feed you and then they take the bowl away from you to see if you if you bite them. Like, dude, if you take my fries while I'm eating <laughs> I'm gonna slap your hand. <laughs> yes. Like you need to ask, and I'm gonna say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think the answer will be no. <laughs> the answer will be no. But yeah, I think uh, you know, it's just the idea, yeah, it feels good to rescue, but the dog doesn't understand really what happened. Mm-hmm. Is the I did want to ask because um you always read about it when you rescue a dog there's that three 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 rule where it is it is there there is truth to it correct um, oh a- absolutely I don't necessarily go by reading? those numbers I, well I think it's like I think they said three days to decompress three weeks to to uh, get to your schedule and then like three months to feel at home I always yes. forget what it is yeah it I I do uh I don't always go by like I don't do the that same number. exact number because sometimes yeah. it's three days, sometimes it's thirty days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Sometimes it's three hours. I don't know, mm-hmm. right? But I always give a dog time to decompress, even if I'm if I'm working with a new dog. If I have to, this dog is coming in. Like it's always important for the dog to know what they can expect from the human before the human's just throwing all these ridiculous expectations on the dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and what I mean by that is, can this dog learn to trust you and count on you for, for shelter, food and water and to feel safe? Right. Like Mm -hmm. decompressing is not letting a dog decompress is not taking them to Petco. Like Mm -hmm. that's not decompressing. It's, it's a nice way of saying, leave the freaking dog alone. Yeah. Feed the dog, give the dog water and give the dog a safe place to just exhale and just chill out it's like that movie uh castaway you seen that movie mm-hmm. remember when tom hanks got got rescued mm-hmm. and he was in that super plush hotel room with all the lobster and all that stuff and yeah. i think he like slept on the floor or something like that mm-hmm. it's the same thing yeah like he needed time to decompress and if you fast forward into the movie later on he's living at a house like he's yeah. right but in that moment he just needed time because living on that island with wilson was normal. Mm-hmm. So it's a, you need the adjustment period. You need the adjustment period. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think sometimes we don't, we're just so in a hurry to show like, you know, all the cool stuff that can happen, you mm-hmm. know, but it, it's the same thing. You know, I, I see movies and I correlate it to dog behavior all the time, but there's that movie with Mark Wahlberg where they adopt the kids. Wahlberg. With what? Huh? I they, say I uh, love Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. He, they adopt. It's Mark Wahlberg and the girl from Bridesmaids. Oh, I do um, know which one you're. I don't know the, the yeah. name of it, but they adopt the two, the, the brother and the sister from the yeah. foster care. And then it's about them adjusting and trying to get them yep. to be a family or adjusting to the life. Yeah, so. it's a great movie. It's yeah. such a good movie. But they, they, they spoil the kids with all of these material things. And mm-hmm. the kids have never had those things. So they don't appreciate them. Yeah. Right. The way that the parents, the adopted parents want them to. And so they get their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Now they take it personal. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the kid never asked for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie's really great because he 
I remember uh, they went to a meeting and Mark Wahlberg was like, can we just call them rescue kids? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch it. I think I saw like a tiny part of it. Um, yeah, but I love I love anything with Mark Wahlberg. So yeah, maybe that's it's a good movie. Today. We've we've watched it multiple times. You should watch it because it has it, it's the parallels of uh, what we do in Rescue mm-hmm. is not too much different than than the kids. Than kids, I'm totally gonna watch this. I've reached the end of Netflix Great. already, so yeah. <laughs> I need recommendations. Well, so we've got a couple of fun questions. Yeah, but yeah. well, I mean, Lord, you have. You have so many pets in your I home, know. so you're going to have to pick and choose who you, who you talk okay. about. I mean, you can do them all, but it's up to you. Um, okay, so so if your dog was president, what would be the first thing they did? <laughs> well, I would assume that would be Elvis. And the first thing Elvis would do would be um, bully sticks for everybody. <laughs> and then he would take them all. <laughs> <laughs> Word of his, he's like half chewed. Yeah, through. he would be like, "This was for you. I just want you to know, but I'm gonna take it now." Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that counts, though, right? Yeah, it, it's just you know. <laughs> but yeah, that that would be Elvis in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually super interested in this question for you. Oh my God, okay. I love this one. Um, so what is the naughtiest thing your pet has ever done? Oh, geez Louise. And when I say your pet, let's just broaden that. So it's like all your rescues too. Yes. Okay. So there, <laughs> let's see, there's Wally. We had a beagle basset named Wally. Okay. He was like 13 years old when we took him in. He supposedly had two busted ACLs, but this dog, if you left him alone, he would always be in the trash and it would be <laughs> all over the place. And it was like, all the other dogs would be in the room and they'd all be on the couch. I'd walk in the room. They'd just have, they'd look at me like, I swear it wasn't me. Like, <laughs> I swear. Like, we actually caught Wally stuck in the trash can. I have a picture of it. Like, his head is stuck in the trash can and you just see him, like, bottomed out. But he's having the best time. And then we look by his bed and there's, like, an empty ice cream container. And there's, <laughs> like, all this stuff. Like, it was just what he did. You're like, we've, we've already fed you. We've given you all these toys and still you pick the trash. I love yeah. that so much and that the was... other dogs are on the couch. Because I feel like when oh, one yeah. dog does something naughty, the others are like, I, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> this was yeah, all it was, uh, <laughs> I actually have a video of it. I'll have to find it. And I put that, I, I layered it to the song, It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So if you find that, please send that so we can have oh, yeah. that. So people can see it. I will. Um, oh, Junebug. Junebug's the queen of naughty. <laughs> Junebug will literally take food off the counter oh. and take, she's so good. She'll make no noise and she'll just take the container back to her bed. <laughs> Just sneak it there. Yeah, and you will not know where the food... You, you will think you ate it. This is a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky lady. Yeah, and then you go to move a blanket, and there's that container. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. The queen of, like, hoarding. Oh, she She's is, like... like going to take it. I'm going to put I, it right here. Oh. going to know. <laughs> she is... She won't let go of her homeless life. She still... <laughs> she's, she still feels the need to scour for food scour when no one's... It. But it's okay. We love her. <laughs> she gets a lot of carbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love no. that. That makes me feel like less insecure because my dogs are notorious for stealing food yeah. off counters, knowing it's bad. <laughs> they still. I mean, 
If we were really that word, we would have left it. We would have left it out. I know. <laughs> that's, that's, I feel like that's his mentality. Like you left that out for me. Yeah. You would have put you, that away if you wanted it. Or at least put it somewhere where I couldn't get it. Yeah. You or like made you it left too it. Easy. Does that mean you're done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. I love that too. Like Sydney's dogs, like the funniest story to me is where she walks into her kitchen one day and what, oh uh, what breed is blue? Um, he's a, a, the German pointer. So oh, okay. He's, so he's pretty tall, but he's, he's just tall. standing on the countertop yeah. in the like kitchen. Like a 70 pound dog on my, I have, <laughs> and I mean, like I have a very tiny kitchen. So my countertops are maybe like, maybe two inches out from the wall. And yeah. he's just like posted on top of my counters. And I was like, first of all, how'd you even get up there? Second of all, why are you still there <laughs> as I come through the door? Uh, he's a cat. I don't know. Something's... It's um, we gotta learn. I, I've learned to enjoy a lot of the stuff. That just crazy. You just gotta laugh yeah. sometimes. You can't be angry. You just gotta. It'd be boring if they were perfect, right? Yes. Yeah, it would. It would be horrible, and then people would be like, "Oh, here goes that guy again talking about how great his dogs are." <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so the that. last question is, ends up if you had to pick one life motto, what would it be? It would be our mission statement. Basically, oh, I love it, the mission it, statement. It, it's just educate, advocate, and never discriminate. That's mm-hmm. just been, I mean, it, it just, for me, it just transcends everything about yeah. how I want to raise my kids, you know, how I want to run our organization, how mm-hmm. we always want to present ourselves. It's just, that's just, that's just the three things there because you can't advocate if you don't know what the hell you're advocating about. Yeah. Right. And you can't advocate if, you're picking and choosing, mm-hmm. right? I, I I think, you know, if you want to, you know, there's so many different things to advocate for, but one can't be better than the other. Right. If you pick one, you got to pick them all. And yeah. And it's like, I, I see it a lot where maybe someone doesn't do things like you, but it doesn't take away their intention. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't take away their heart and their drive. And I, I, I think we just need to understand we're all trying our best here and I know I'm at I'm where I'm at now because I've made a ton of mistakes Mm -hmm. but my heart and my intention it never changed but I may have rubbed people wrong at some point maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know and if you're listening to this I'm sorry (laughs) you know but (laughs) I, I I think it's just the the never discriminate just goes even with things you don't agree with yeah can you find a way to be kind? Because it's easy to be kind to people who agree with you. Of course yeah. it is. Right? It's, mm-hmm. That's easy. But can you still be kind to the person who hates pit bulls? Yeah. Can you be kind to them? Because it matters. That matters. That matters, matters. a lot. In fact, that matters way more than the, the me the getting my soapbox and everyone cheering me on. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that takes a lot out of me. Because mm-hmm. it, it requires me to put my personal feelings aside, right? And yeah. just see the moment for what it is because I don't know where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. So I really can't assume. But can you be nice to the people who don't agree with you yeah. and don't see things the way you do? And for me, that's where the never discriminate actually, that, that's on a deeper level. That's yeah. what that means. Because you can use that in all walks of life. Yeah. Like with anything. Um, yeah. You know, the ability to just sit back and be okay with something you don't agree with or, or to be kind yeah. to someone who, you know, isn't on the same page as you. 
Yeah, like I love onions. Brie hates onions. Like, <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. that just means she won't eat my she won't eat my food. More food. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that our our mission statement. I try my best to live my life. Like, yeah. I try my best. I'm not always great at it, right? But I, I do my best, you know. But if I had a motto, it'd be our mission statement. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So amazing. I love that so much. But well, thank you so much for chatting with us. Yeah. On this. Um, it's been so wonderful. And I'm sure there's, I mean, for me, there's just been so many takeaways. So I feel like it's gonna be so wonderful for so many people to to hear this and get connected with you a little bit more. And yeah. Uh, and can I say one more thing? Yes, yeah. please. If you are listening to this and you are a rescue and you need help raising money. <laughs> For anything rescue related, Cuddly will help you. And I will I will sing their praises for the rest of my days because Aww. hi Bree. Um, <laughs> because they've helped so much. I didn't really get into the story, but we needed to raise so much money to get the rescue off the ground. I did not know how that was gonna happen. And Sam showed up and Sam was like she wrote this thing. She wrote this bio. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to donate money to me. (laughs) (laughs) And there hasn't been a fundraiser you guys have done that hasn't been successful. People will see your, your campaigns and stuff and people may not necessarily, they might just see the stories or the, the post. Everyone I've ever been in contact with through Cuddly has been amazing. It's, if you need help, they'll help you and they will always help you. Just, just Cuddly. Like, and no, they're not making me say this. I yeah, promise like, you, they are not making me say this. I know. But I, it's so sweet of you to say that. Like, though. if you need help, they will help you. And it doesn't matter if you're a big rescue, a small rescue. It doesn't matter because they don't care. So, um, that's all I have to say. Like, if, if you're a rescue and you are listening and you need help fundraising and, you know, hit up Cuddly because they help us continuously. Aww. So I, like I said, I have nothing but love for you girls and guys over there. And uh, when this is all said and done, like, I would love to come visit and have a workshop or whatever you want to yes, do over there. Definitely. Um, that would be amazing. That. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. So kind. I mean, we love our rescues too. It's like we yeah. see everything everyone's doing. We're like, oh my gosh, they're like heroes, like getting in the thick of it and just like making such amazing transformations. And it's like so, but, it's such yeah. a blessing to be able to be part of it in any oh, way. So. You have no idea how much you're a part of it though. Like, like it, it's a huge factor that's a huge part of the success of these rescues that you help is is cuddly and again no they did not tell me to say this (laughs) (laughs) oh no yeah well again thank you so much for coming on and definitely we're gonna have a workshop with you that sounds like the coolest idea i'm totally down and i'm sure it'll be so helpful for so many people so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah thanks thanks again It was so great talking to John today. He is such a source of inspiration for us when it comes to 
discrimination of all kinds, and speaking honestly to your community. If you want to learn more about I Pity the Bull, please check our show notes, or you can find it in our article section on cuddly.com. Also be sure to go ahead and leave us a review and have a chance to win some cuddly swag, as we mentioned earlier. And also be sure to rate, like, and subscribe this podcast and follow us on social media accounts. It's at We Love Cuddly. That's C-U-D-D-L-Y. Have a great day, guys.